headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. This is the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Ben is going to start us off this hour in Winston-Salem. Hi, Ben. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Ken. How are y'all? Better than we deserve, brother. What's up? Man, good to hear Hey, I just wanted to uh, make it brief. I uh, just wanted to ask you, my company, well, my wife and I has um, recently got to baby step four, five, and six and uh, had a question about investing. My company matches 6%, and then my wife's company matches 3% on our 401ks. Um, I guess what my question is, the 9% from my company that they, does, that they don't match and the 12% for my wife's company that they don't match. Should we take that um, remaining percentage and go with a smart investor pro or just keep it within our company 401k? Okay, the rule of thumb is this. Match beats Roth, beats traditional. So you do all the matching you can do, then you do all the Roth you can do, and if you do all of that and you're still not to 15%, then you would do traditional. Does either your wife or your company offer a Roth 401k yes sir both uh both companies both um they're both currently in a raw 401k good very good okay so you're going to take the full match there obviously and the match portion the portion the company puts in is technically not roth it's uh technically traditional and you can't do anything about that but the portion you're putting in is roth now are do you feel like the mutual funds that you can select from in both 401ks are good strong selections that you can get good funds there well, I'll be honest with you, Dave. I don't know a whole lot about stocks and mutual funds, um, mm-hmm. but I guess that's why I was asking. Um, okay. I, I, I'm really not sure. Okay. I'm not sure what's a good mutual fund and well, what's a good stock. <laughs> all right. Well, if you can get in good mutual funds at the work, then it will be as good as doing a Roth IRA with good mutual funds with a SmartVestor Pro. The beauty of doing the SmartVestor Pro might be, in your case, though, that you get a teacher in your corner that that smart investor pro will be have the heart of a teacher to teach you about your mutual funds and that'll help you select the ones at work as well as the ones for the uh the roth ira so i probably would do at least uh, one roth ira with a smart investor pro and then have them give you some advice on where to put the rest of it whether you can put it okay. in the 401k oh. but you got to put enough in to get the match in both cases and then or you don't have to, but that's what I would do. And, and then I would do Roth from there, and you can either do Roth with a Smart Investor Pro or Roth in that 401k, and you'll definitely be able to get to the full thing at that point. So great job. Great job, man. Very, very well done. That's beautifully played. You know, uh, Ken, this, this money thing and this job hunting thing and this mental health thing, the stuff we deal with on the show all the time, um, there's something about those three different subjects there that they have in common that they're uh, they're intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it it feels like you know I'm not a I'm not a mental health expert. I'm not a career expert. I'm not a money expert. So I don't know what to do with my own life and those things. And the good news is is that while the subjects, you know, they always have experts around those three things, but the um, 
they're common sense. The the solutions are common sense. That's correct. Just common country wisdom. Yeah, it, it these they feel very complex. And uh, what the key to complexity is is always simplicity. I always think about it. You know, if I ever got out in the garage, which I shouldn't be doing much with machines. David, no, you, you should know. You should not. And you see all that uh, that trimming wire all tangled up. Well, there's only one well, solution to that, right? Either throw it away or you slowly start to unravel that. And, and oh, these, you're talking about your weed eater? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that okay. stuff gets all tangled up. That's not a uh, – there's not complexity there anymore. It's simplicity to get it untangled. And untangling your financial life, untangling work, untangling your mental health, all of that has a simple solution, and it starts with – hey how much of me is involved in this and what can i do what can i control and that's what we teach here is a clear path in all of those areas to say all right i can fix this it is fixable and when you decide that then you look into and you go what's the best way to fix it and you realize it's usually much simpler than you think but the fear and the doubt associated with these heavy topics tend to keep us kind of Oh, just on the edge of moving forward to actually make a change. You know what, too, that goes with that is um, it's a human tendency, and I, you and I share it with all of our listeners, too, that um, when something like that feels overwhelming or complicated or like over my head, then what I want to do is I just want to hand it to somebody who says they're an expert. Yes. And walk away and let them handle it because I don't want to screw with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the that very seldom turns out well. Mm-hmm. Instead, what you need to do is you're the experts that are in your life, like the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. And that doesn't say in the multitude of experts. True. It says counsel. Yeah. Counsel is teaching. Yeah. Counsel is speaking into, and then you're... So what we always want to do at Ramsey with any of these subjects is we want to give you information, and if we connect you with someone, um, a mental health professional, a, uh, a Smart Vester Pro... Uh, Churchill Mortgage, yeah. we always are requiring them to be Ramsey trusted on the other end and have this uh, heart of a teacher because we always want you guys to make your own decisions. And so if you can't make the decision, it's because you don't have enough knowledge yet and you need to get knowledge in those areas. So that guy's question was fabulous. Yeah, really was. Because now he says, I don't know much about this. But I need to go to a Smart Vester Pro because I think correct. I need to know more about it. That's exactly yeah. right. Instead of I, I, you know, but don't don't tell me I got somebody managing my money. No, 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 no. You're that's managing correct. your money. Yeah. They're teaching you about how that's done and helping you with that. Yeah. Or you know, I, I'm gonna I turned over my job search to another guy. Yeah. No, no, no. You're in charge of your job. That's search. correct. Here's how that'll play out with that caller. You know, he's going to now sit down with a Smart Investor Pro, and he's going to understand his investment portfolio. He's going to understand the strategy. He's going to understand the things that you've taught us over the years, that you've taught callers, the rate of return, how you stay in the long game. He's going to learn all that, and here's what's going to happen. He'll never be a financial expert like a Smart Investor Pro, but because of that counsel, that advising, here's what happens. He's not going to get freaked out and get scared when the market dips for three straight months. He's not going to make risky moves why he has a knowledge base well, and now some wisdom if you know what's going on you sleep at night that's correct if you don't know what's going on you're wondering if your guy down there is screwing you that's true it's hard to sleep at night yeah. but when you know what you know and you made the call then you can put your head on the pillow mm-hmm. it's not a problem this is the ramsey show
Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Tommy's in Cincinnati. Hey, Tommy, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thank you guys for having me, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? There. So I'm just kind of first and foremost, I'm grateful to be on the call. My wife and I, uh, newly debt-free, uh, thank you guys for your leadership there um, and your guidance. Um, I made, or Between the two of us, we make um, roughly $138,000 per year. Um, I have been in a job, I'm 35 years old, for about 15 years with the federal government, um, working for a government agency. Um, and at 30 years, um, so at the time I'm 50, I'll be eligible for a monthly annuity or pension. Um, kind of growing up, I've heard of my grandparents having pensions, so on and so forth. Uh, they obviously uh, are, are doing well, but aside from them, I haven't really encountered anyone with a pension. Um, so I have this kind of perfect ideal picture of what it's like to have a pension, um, and especially at the age of 50, you know, just kind of enticing. Well, as of you're a not you're how ago, old now again? I'm 35 years old. So. Okay, so 15 more years. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, well, today I was just offered uh, another job uh, working in the private sector, uh, making about forty to fifty thousand dollars more, uh, depending on the bonus. But uh, an annual, bo- or excuse me, an annual base salary of about forty thousand dollars more per year. Um, and uh, just kind of curious, you know, which way would you lean on on going um, that would bring our household income to roughly eighty thousand dollars per year? I thought you were getting a potential raise. He did fifty thousand. Okay, so that From last one thirty to one hundred eighty, right? Oh, you said yep. eighty. Oh, okay. I thought you said eighty for a second. Well, so let's move the let's remove the money from the conversation. When okay. you heard about this job opportunity, okay, I understand the bump, uh, and it's in the private sector. But do you get excited about the actual work itself, and then where it might lead? Yes, I guess. Yes and no. Um, yes, and just in terms of doing something different, right? I've been yeah. doing uh, my current job for 15 years um, on the younger side of things, sure. um, but really don't know a whole lot else. All right, let me um, ask you this. Just, Do you? What's mm-hmm. your enjoyment level of your government job right now on a scale of 1 to 10, um, 1 being suck and 10 being you love it? I would say 8. I, I, I okay. like it pretty well. So here's the deal. Number one, I wouldn't stay in any job for any pension, just for the pension. The pension, to me, would never be the reason I would stay. All right, and the good news is is you you got an eight. Uh, That's a pretty high level of enjoyment. Most Americans aren't experiencing an eight in their work, so that's good. Uh, On the other hand, um, you know, going to the private sector with an opportunity to move up the ladder and make more money, uh, I would do that uh, in regards to just staying for a pension. So you're kind of in this uh, middle area for me. There's not a clear winner uh, because you could take this job, the private sector job, make more money, uh, even have an opportunity for advancement. But if you don't enjoy the work and it's just, oh, I'm doing it because it's something different, let me tell you something. You got about 40% of people who changed jobs in the last two years regret changing their jobs because the paycheck wore off the promotion wore off and they realized they were better off where they were and that concerns me your answer of eh, it's just something different well once the different way wears off now you could be stuck so what do you do now um like what agency no, I mean, what, what's your day I, I work- job what's what's your title what do you do yeah so i am like a, a customer service person 
uh, working for uh, a, a state agency or excuse me, a federal agency that helps with grants. So okay. you're in customer service. Okay. And so you would be doing what at the new place? Um, I would be working for a telecommunications company, working with local municipalities and managing their contracts. So kind of in the same field. Correct. Yep. Absolutely. So theoretically, you could get a you could have an eight in, on the enjoyment meter at this at this new job as well. Correct. Mm, yeah. Yeah. For I, think sure. you, I think you need to dig in a little bit more. You know, because because it's a no brainer for me. If you were to tell me that you could enjoy the private sector job and it provides you a ladder for financial and professional growth. That's a no-brainer to me to take the private yeah, sector if, job. If you've got if you've got as good an environment or better, you've got as good a prog, uh, chance of progressing or better, and your level of enjoyment is as good or better. One hundred percent, take the new job. Yeah. Okay. Because the pension versus fifty grand is an easy decision. Yes. Uh, you know. Let's just say 15 years you're talking about sitting there waiting on this pension. 15 years of 50 grand is called 750 grand. The, okay. That'll build you a yeah. pension, my man. For sure. For sure. Self-induced, okay. self-owned, self-run, self-everything. And That's you'll, correct. you know, so the, you're going to make a lot more money in the private sector than your pension would ever even come close to. Um, and uh the the you know well it's secure not listen there's nothing is there's nothing secure though your position is only as secure as you are your ability to go get something is your security and so and you've already proven that so yeah as long as the company is solid there's not a bunch of toxic environment and you're not just going just for the money the people that have had the regret went just for the money and they ignored the other variables and they stepped in it yep that's exactly right. So they get there and they realize, wait a second, uh, I was really excited about the paycheck bump and maybe a nice new title, but uh, I don't enjoy coming into work. Yeah, these people, their their values are screwed up. Yeah, they may treat you like you're just uh, a commodity instead of a human being. Because you a acted lot of like one. Hello. Ooh. You were able to be purchased. Uh, that's a very good point. That's yeah. a very good point. You, you they, they dangled the carrot and you went after if you, it. If you act like a commodity, then guess what? They might treat you like a commodity yeah. and you might sign up for being a commodity. Yep. And then you get dumped on the street the first time they decide they're going to raise profits by decreasing payroll. That's called layoffs in corporate mm-hmm. America for no reason other than increasing profits. And they do it every day. I've been announcing them left and right like crazy. So that's the thing you don't want to get into. If you've got, but if you've got a solid company, they're going to treat you well. You feel like your enjoyment is there. Your your chances of progressing in the field are just as good or better. Um, you know, you're never trade a pension or benefits for that. That's Always right. take the upside. Always. Yeah, the the uh, purported. Uh, security will always let you down. Well, I mean, we have an investment strategy that you've been teaching for decades, and it works. And that's what we're talking about here. The pay raise plus you using that strategy, you're going to get further, faster than the pension ever would get you. Yeah, I mean, 50 grand, 750 in 15 years. That will that adds up. Before, you, before yeah. you're eligible for the pension, you made an mm-hmm. extra three-quarters of a million dollars. Yeah. That, and that's not counting any raises you would have gotten over and beyond what the federal government is going to give you. So. Take the job if all things are equal. That's the answer to the equation. Yeah. So many but people don't take the job work. without making sure all things are equal. That's the issue. Like you got to dig, and it's as simple as 
like talking to people who work there or talking to somebody who knows somebody that works over there. Now, again, you don't take one squeaky wheel and say, oh, well, this is a horrible company. You got to get real feedback, get real mature people who are going to tell you what it's like there. And that is not hard to find out. But you got to be intentional. Yeah. I mean, you can find people that don't like anything. Uh, that's right. I'll is, guarantee you. I mean, we, right. we have an incredible culture. In yeah. Ramsey and Ramsey Solutions is a world-class p- place to work, but you can find people that are pissed off that you should I've work here. read nonsensical, straight-up lies about our organization as if I wasn't in the building. I've read this crap on social media and all that. People do this. People, squeaky wheels will do that in any company, not just Ramsey, any company. And it's like, you got to talk to enough people to know whether or not we got somebody who's angry or somebody who's hurt or straight-up crazy, so, because I've seen it all. And you can find somebody displeased with anything, anything. and some of them have an agenda, extra grind. So That's anyway, right. the uh, it, us included. That's right. And in it, that place. So don't just take one. That's right. Do your homework. Make sure you're uh, that you're not just trading your soul for money. That's what you don't want to do. But if you can uh, keep your soul and have a great work environment and make more money, yes, trade fifty grand for a pension. In about a nanosecond. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you are with us. Bill and Sherry are with us there in Fort Myers, Florida. It says on my screen, you guys are debt-free. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Way to go. How much did you pay off? We paid off $438,806.32. Wow. How long did that take? Well, it took 13 years. Okay. I wanted to be on the show to let others hear a perseverance story. <laughs> I hear you. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? Uh, we uh, started out at zero, and then we quickly grew that to about 80, and uh, we're currently sitting at about 225. Cool. What do you all do for a living? Well, I'm an elementary school teacher, mm-hmm. and I work for Siemens. I'm an uh, electrical sales engineer for them. Very cool. What's the house worth? I take it you paid off your house. Oh, yes, absolutely. Way to go, weirdos. I love it. <laughs> Y'all are excellent. How old are you? We're 58. And uh, what's this house worth? Well, it wasn't just the house. Um, we have a strange story, Dave. We we got started in real estate a little bit like you uh, back when we were 28. That was 30 years ago. But we had subscribed to this mail-order real estate course called Carlton Sheets. And oh, yeah. No money down guy. Remember him? I remember Carlton, yeah. Don't ever do that. <laughs> anyway, he was like, buy this one and then borrow from it and buy the next one. So we had 10 apartments. Uh, we paid off a motorhome, 10 apartments, and then our home, our home in Florida that we live in now. So you own all of it free and clear? Free and clear. Absolutely. What's it all worth? 
Oh, I guess all the assets together would probably be in the area of $2 million. Way to go, guys. Woohoo! I love it! That's excellent. Baby Steps Millionaires. Well done. Well done. Good stuff. Man, I'm so proud of y'all. Good, good Thank work. So you. what puts you on this whole Ramsey way of doing things? Well, believe it or not, in uh, back in 08, we had one of those life moments. This is why you want to always have an emergency fund. We didn't have one. We had all these apartments. We're paying on these apartments. And if there's a vacancy, it's a real problem. Yeah. But uh, I, I was doing great in my career. I, I was having a great sales you know sales year. And my wife was teaching. She goes, you know, our son's going into high school. I'd like to be home so I can be involved in that. I said, do it. And I said, I'm having a great year. Well, you know what happened. Six weeks later, I was laid off. Oh, my gosh. So we went all the way to zero. And uh, one of Sherry's teacher friends, Melissa Weigel, gave us your book. And I read it in one night, one sitting. And I said, geez, I wish I'd learned this in high school. I said, we're doing this, and we just took off from there. Wow. So, Sherry, you didn't have to be talked into it at all. Oh, no, no. I was like, oh, I I am the thrifty shopper. Okay. You know, I like consignment shops, and so I was all on board to begin with. I wanted to get out of debt and, and start a free life. Yeah, I love it. Good for you guys. Well done. Well done. Thank you. What do you tell people the key to persevering for 13 years is? Well, you know, certainly you got to get that budget out and talk about it once a month, even if it's painful. Uh, but you got to review it. You got to be in sync with your spouse. My wife and I still have the $50 rule. I'm hoping that'll go up here soon. <laughs> but, uh, we don't let either the person spend $50 without checking. So that, that seems to really helped. I feel like we got to dive in on that with Sherry. How, how do you feel about raising the $50 limit? He brought it up. People want to know. Well, uh, listen, I'm still very conservative. <laughs> I like to, to have a nest egg and, and know it's there for our future and not to, to touch it. And, you know, I kind of had to keep him on a budget, but um, he's doing really good. I have to say that um, we're both kind of on the same page, and that's so important. Sherry, you got $2 million. I know. Needs to, be the needs to be a $100 rule, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, okay, Sherry. Okay, maybe we'll go up to $100. There we go. Wow. Oh, goodness. Hey, Bill, you owe Dave and I on that one. By the way, Sherry, you answered that one like a politician on a Sunday morning show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are fun. Very well done. Very well done. Thank okay, you. so for... 13 years you persevered from that zero, both of you, her quitting, you losing the job, we go to zero, scares the crud out of us. For 13 years you've leaned into this. Now when you look back, was it worth it? Oh, my gosh, the feeling is absolutely incredible. God is so good, and and we are just very blessed. Absolutely. We worked hard, but I wouldn't have changed it at all. Yeah, way to go. Well, i got to tell you, we're proud of you. You're pretty amazing. So a couple million dollars worth of real estate there and, and uh, net, and net worth in excess of that and uh, a good household income and, you know, you're not even 60. So you got lots of time to enjoy this. Lots of good stuff ahead. Very, very well done. So um, if you had it to do over again, what would you do different? Anything? Oh, I think we would have started off when we were like 25 when we got married. Yeah. And maybe we wouldn't have had such a huge wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you wouldn't like have bought nothing down apartments. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't have bought nothing down apartments. Right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
Good for you guys. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, we got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. You are one, and uh, that's very, very cool. Uh, a one-year membership to Financial Peace University for your use, or you can give it to someone who runs into your story and is inspired and you want to help them. Same thing with the Total Money Makeover book. Uh, Eight million people have now read that book. Well, eight million people bought the book. We think most of them read it. So um, (laughs) there's that. So, hey, guys, way to go. Very, very proud of you. Excellent, excellent job. Bill and Sherry, Fort Myers, Florida, 439,000 house and apartments and everything in 13 years, making 0 to 80 to 225. Count it down, Baby Steps millionaires. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. We're Yeah. That is how that is done. Woo. Well done, you two. Very, very well done. Man. So there is a principle here of um, diligence. The Bible says the diligent prosper. Diligence is excellence in the ordinary over time. Doing it every day well with, and they prosper. As opposed to, what are they calling the thing on TikTok? Quitting while you're at work? Oh, quiet quitting, yes. Quiet quitting. Mm. Like being at work and not working? Yeah. Is that the idea? Uh, the idea is I'm not going to do any more than it's expected of me. I'm just going to do the bare minimum, go home, and uh, not going to get any well, now, I would agree with that if you signed up for a 40-hour work week yeah. and they're trying to work you 80. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, and you're like, okay, I'm going home, you you know, at 5. Because we go home at Ramsey. I mean, we close this place down and yeah. our, we go to home to our families at night. But we work hard while we're here. If anybody quiet quitting quiet quiet quitting. quits yeah. while they're here during the day i'll quiet fire them yeah it'll be very quiet that would be quiet i love that that would that would like yeah. you're not working while you're at yeah. work that's called lack of diligence well yeah lack of yeah. character kind of yeah. like stealing yeah but I, I don't can't tell some of the stuff seems to talk about that like don't don't work while you're at work like some kind of like i'm well, it's on all strike mixed or, in there together i'm a millennial or whatever i am or i'm a whatever some kind of snowflake and right. i don't want to work and you're going to pay me anyway well i'll just fire your little butt yeah i can fix that um but it, you know but if you just are if you're instead saying oh i'm going to do the work that that we agreed i was going to do and i'm not going to work 80 hours a week then that's fine because i yeah. didn't ask somebody to work 80 hours a week here we don't do that um, now occasionally we have to because something's messed up we got to get you know we got to get something done but it's a short-term thing because it's a small business we have to get our work done but this idea that i'm going to quietly not work which a lot of people were doing that anyway they're just sitting on their facebook account while they're at work and yeah. unless you work in social media that's not working well, listen, Bill that's, and, and that's diligence. These that's guys right. on the other side, this call we just took was diligence. The baby steps millionaires versus average. Yeah. What do you want to be? Average, mediocre, or quietly quit. This is the Ramsey Show.
Our scripture of the day, Philippians 3.14, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Bruce Lee said the successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus. Woo-wee! Well, we just see that every day here on the show. I like that one. I like that one a lot. (laughs) Trevor is with us. Trevor is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Hi, Dave and Ken. How are you guys? Great, man. How can we help? Good. Hey, I have a career question. Um, I guess it's kind of a a good problem to have, I think. Um, A few weeks ago, I was um, um, in the interview process for um, two different roles, and um, kind of, I guess, company A, we went through the process, and they sent me an offer, and so I followed up with company B, and only to find out that the hiring manager had resigned from his position. So, uh, I'm a Christian, so I kind of saw that as kind of one door closing, another one opening, and I accepted the offer to the first company. Um, well, about a week later, the leadership from company B um, contacted me and asked if he could send over an offer. Um, so kind of the predicament I'm in now is I have two offers, but I've already accepted one offer from another company. So I'm just struggling ethically kind of how to handle that situation. Um, and so I just wanted to call you guys for some advice on that. Sure. So what's the better offer for you? Clearly B? Um, I think so. Yeah. I think otherwise there'd be no struggle. Yeah. Yeah, There's no struggle. So, so, right. So here's what you have to weigh. Um, your your morality you're a really good guy you're a high character guy so you feel bad about this because you want to take b but you're worried about how they're going to feel and maybe a little bit more worried about how you're going to look if you go back to a and go hey listen i accepted the offer i was up for two offers at the time here's what happened um and i I think you have to say how would you want someone to handle this situation with you uh and and so here let me give you what i think is the the real issue you have to get comfortable with if you take A, in other words, if you stay with A, but you really want B, and B is the better offer, um, you're really doing A a disservice if you stay anyway. So what you think feels like, well, I accepted the offer, I've got to be a good guy, I've got to be high character, and i got to stay with A, but your eye is always on B, I think it's doing a disservice to company A anyway. So I think the way to handle this, okay. the way I would handle it is, is to treat someone the way I would want to be treated in this situation, which is be absolutely clear and upfront about what happened, the timeline and everything. What's, They're not uh, going to be happy about it, but you got to do what you believe sure. is right for you long term. What's the difference in the offers? Uh, uh, about fifteen thousand dollars a year. Annually. What about the companies? Um, so one company, uh, company A, is a little more established um, and has a little bit more um, structure. So I kind of know what I'm getting into. Uh, company B is a little more. Uh, it's smaller and it's it's got. They're going through a lot of changes and there's a lot of opportunity. A lot of eyeballs on the roll. Yeah, they're um, also very disorganized. Probably. No, they are. You told me the hiring manager got quit or got fired, and they never followed up to you with you until you'd already accepted another offer. You're exactly right. They had no handoff. They had no methodology for handing off a a lost employee and picking up their workload. They're disorganized. That's true. And so they're more of a startup, and they're flying by the sea of their pants. Which one are you going to exist better in? I might be better in the startup because I'm kind of that rough and tumble guy, but some sure. people some people prefer the structure and the predictability. Yeah, and I'm I'm coming from a larger kind of 
publicly traded company, so I'm I'm used to that a little bit more. So what's what's most that. attractive about B? Is it just the fifteen thousand dollar bump, or is there more to it than that? Boy, well, that's a, that's certainly a part of it. Um, well, is it the majority part? Because I'm telling you, uh, for fifteen k, I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, for fifteen k, that'll wear off pretty quickly. If you if you see this as an opportunity, I, I'm not as uh, Dave brings a very good point. But I'd want to know: is this a isolated situation, or is this a pattern across the board with how they handled the miscommunication? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, so, that's a good. So yeah. A is it a pattern, and B are you mostly attracted to B just because of the bump? It 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 would. I'm a pretty rough and tumble, ready to go with the startup, but it would concern me mm-hmm. if that they dropped a ball, and the ball, by the way, was you. <laughs> that, sure. that would concern me a little yes, bit. Yes, yes. As long yeah. as it's, it could be isolated, I could see this happening. Yeah. So I want you. I want to put you on the spot. You didn't answer it yet. Is it mostly the pay? Or is this, you feel like this might be a good ladder for you to climb? Um, I, you know, I'm trying to reconcile that right now as we talk. Um, I think the pay has something to do with it, but I think there's there's definitely opportunity at both both places. So as What's far as the ladder to climb, like I think that's there's fair. opportunity at both places. That's fair. What's the total pay? Um, for the, well, for which one? Uh, the total. I mean, either one. 15 or minus 15 okay so, yeah. so the the higher pay is 125 okay so 125 or 110 sure yeah yep. so we're talking about a 15 percent swing give or take 14 percent swing okay. yeah yeah so um well i i would be perfectly fine with either choice if i were you if you want to walk into the other people and go look here's what happened I don't like this. I don't even like how it feels. Mm -hmm. This is awkward. I'm very sorry. I'm going the other direction and take B. Um, But I I will throw into the mix just as a part of the decision that I don't think this is apples to apples. You're, You're presenting this as apples to apples plus or minus 15. And I think B is a lot more unpredictable. And I, I don't single events don't bother me, but if you can establish that this, this is a pattern and this is the this organization just simply does not run as well for whatever reason, and that discounts it for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I, you yeah, know, I, I, you you can decide this, this that you can. Fresh. I'm sorry. Okay. I would say this is super fresh. It just happened kind of this morning, and so it's uh, it's something that I that's the type of stuff that I wanna I wanted to call you guys and like yeah. think about things that I wasn't how, already thinking. How many about. employees is B? Oh, 200. And how old are they? Uh, five years old. Okay. Same industry or different industries? Um, different industries. All right. That's another question that I didn't bring up. I mean, long term. What do you, you want to do for a living? Do you want to pivot to the industry of, of, of company B? Well, I mean, I should, I should preface this. I'm in, I'm in finance. So this is like a senior finance role. So it's, uh, it's, it'll be finance in both in both. Oh, um, okay. Just a difference. Same type of work, different industry. Yeah, same yeah. type of work. But yeah, I, I think yeah. Dave's really uh, onto something here. Fifteen thousand dollars is not a decision that I would make for the short term. I would go long term. Long. What's the right long term decision? Go ten, with ten B years or from now. With? Which one's going to make you the most happy? That's finance. Right. You're a very structured guy. You're a methodical, process driven yeah. guy. If there's chaos at that other place, it's going to drive you nuts. Mm-hmm. You need to really know that before you make this call. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not worth a 15 bump if it's going to drive you nuts. 
Uh, and then that takes the problem off the table, yep. obviously. I'm not sure that's the case. I'm just questioning as to how this whole thing went down. If that was the way you ended up interacting with your leadership team for the next five years, you're, you can you're pull your hair out, man. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's if a they, good if, point. If, it's, um, if, it's, if, if that's what it is. Now, we've got a little of both around here. Honestly, we've got some areas of this company that are still very raw, very frontier, very pioneering, very rough and tumble, and very disorganized and chaotic. And then we've got other areas of this place that are running like a freaking sewing machine. There's, the processes are so dialed in and so professional, and we got 1,200 team members. So we got a little of both going on around here, so we could get accused of either. Um, it, it's not saying that company is right or wrong. I'm, right. Just, I'm just trying to make observations about how this guy yes. fits and where he goes in the thing here. So, um, yeah, but, but uh, uh, the way to handle it, if you chose to do B, is simply just be up front and tell the truth. Yeah. Treat, all the way through. Do it the way you'd want somebody to handle you. Treat it's, other people like you want to be treated. Yeah. Solves be, all your business ethics yeah. problems. Be classy. Here's why, Dave. This is relevant to this last call. I shared an article today on the show, uh, the Ken Coleman Show. 30% of people who change jobs in the last two years are regretting it. Because Ooh. 30%. They took the paycheck, and then they said it wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be, or I missed my old company. I missed them. So you got to be careful making these kind of moves just for a pay bump. It's got to be a long-term play. Yeah, be where you need to be. Good, good point. Well, that puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. Thanks to Austin, Ben, Zach, Andrew, James, Kelly, everybody, Will, everybody in the booth. Ken, good show. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.